welcome to the Snakes Cast. I'm David, and with me today is Jay Rutley. Hey Jay, how's it going? Good, glad to be here. Well, nice to have you on here. And today we're going to be discussing the curation of board game libraries at Snakes and Lattes. Unfortunately, our second... I was going to say contestant, but that's uh, (laughs) not entirely appropriate. Our second guest is unable to have joined us today, uh, last minute unforeseen circumstance. So I will be having a chat with Jay about uh, curating. And I guess the first question straight out the gate is, what do we mean by curating a board game library? Well, the curators at Snakes and Lattes, which I am one, uh, are responsible for making sure that we have the appropriate selection of games for our guests, uh, as well as making sure that they are well-maintained and easy to locate when needed. Uh, And you are the curator of our newest location up at um, the Snakes and Lattes Midtown at Eglinton and Young. Yes. Uh, And there is one curator per location. You talk about sort of game selection and um, accessibility. We're going to come particularly into the, uh, the selection of games on Wednesday. But in terms of accessibility... Uh, what does it mean to snakes to actually have a curated library? You know, I, I can imagine people think we have this wall of board games. Obviously, it has to be arranged somehow. But you know, what 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 is the importance of this to a library at a cafe? Well, I believe that that's actually one of the largest differences between us and many other startup game cafes or mm-hmm. just bars that have some games is that we make sure that everything is organized so that it can be found and that the games themselves are ones that fit for a cafe. So we actually have the curators, as you mentioned, at each location going through games, making sure they're appropriate because we don't want games where people are jumping up and running around, things like that. No. And also making them easy to find uh, with a variety of means. Okay. Uh, We have things broken into rough categories, and then each game is rated on a difficulty level. Okay. And these categories, we actually touched on way back in uh, the first episode that we did last year in 2017, but what are the categories that we use at the cafe? There's a variety of them. Uh, See if I can remember them all offhand. Uh, There's word games, Mm -hmm. trivia games, party games, children's games, bluffing games, abstract games, dexterity games, light... uh, strategy games, cooperative games, and then there's some sort of subcategories depending on which location you're at. There's bluffing games, there's miscellaneous, there's card games, and at Midtown we have a solitaire selection as well. Okay. So obviously that's a part of the organization is we have categories of games so that it's easy to look for roughly what you're going for. But how else, obviously that's that's one thing, but that could still be a stack on the wall. What else is done within the curation well, we all, we try to place like games together uh, when possible, but in order to actually find things, uh, we do have a coordinate system made up on the shelves, so the first column will, on the very top will be 1A, and it, it's, it's funny to see some of the guests' reactions seeing these things on here, like, oh, it's a library, but yeah, it is a library. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so that way... Not only can you just easily see where to put them back, uh, right. but also we can check it on our online library. Uh, so if, if we, you think you know we have a game, we can check and say, oh, yes, we do. And it's right over here and easily pointed out. Okay. And, you know, a lot of people are sort of thinking board game library. You know, even a big board game collection in a home is probably 
40, 50 games. Some people have 100. I know uh, Tom Vassell at the Dice Tower caps himself at 300. How many do we have? We have considerably more than that. Uh, I don't know the exact number offhand, but I believe at the Midtown location, there's around 600. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Midtown location is a little different than the others because there's two separate levels. We have a, a ground floor and a second story. So there's a lot of repetition in titles there, but there are some unique ones on each side. Whereas the college location has, I think, more quantities of certain games, like the more popular things. Right. Uh, they have more of them. Whereas Annex has an extremely large selection, but most of it uh, are unique uh, gamer games that are down in the archives as well. Yeah. And I believe I did a tally at one point, and obviously these, these libraries shift a lot, but I believe mm-hmm. we had uh, Midtown I didn't know about, but I think it's something like 900. Uh, at college and just a little fewer than that at Annex. And then we have our archive as well, which not so many people know about because it's not visible, but there's a good thousand odd games in there too. Um, So always ask if you're looking for something. Yeah, that's at the Annex location specifically. Um, at, uh, at Bloor and Bathurst, and uh, that's there's an underground secret yeah. staff room that is basically <laughs> ran to the gills. It's with in games. the dungeon, and a lot of the a lot of the things down there are just not popular or um, have arrived at the cafe and haven't necessarily been um, appropriate to leave on the wall for a variety of reasons. And we're going to sort of come more into that, uh, discussing later in the week what makes a game appropriate for a cafe. And I'm not saying in that sense you know does it have adult content or something like that although that is a factor but there are many many other things that you guys have to look at when you're opening a a box factors right so we'll save that one for uh, another day but the other thing that we have at snakes that a lot of people have found very very helpful once they kind of grok it is the dot system yes so each each box has its coordinates so if this goes in 23c we have a 23c sticker on it but then it has other little colored dots around it do you want to sort of describe that system so the the dot system is basically based off of a street light is the idea so there are three well four but let's start with three uh different colors that denote uh, a mixture between the game's difficulty and how long it takes to play so a green sticker means a game is relatively easy and quick to play uh there's good chance that the guru will know it uh, and you can be playing it within a few minutes. A yellow sticker is a more medium difficulty game. Uh, Something around, say, Settlers of Catan would be a yellow sticker. Uh, Then a red sticker is like, hold on there. That's uh, (laughs) It's either a very long game uh, or very hard to get into and because of that uh, our gurus can't really take the time to teach it because they'd be stuck there for probably like 45 minutes or something but you're welcome to try it yourself and see what you can do it is worth noting that the colored stickers are relative depending on which of the uh, categories I mentioned before that right. they're in. So a yellow sticker in the dexterity game section is not actually as involved as Settlers of Catan. Right. Uh, so you just need to keep that in mind. The The final fourth sticker is a blue sticker. If something has a blue sticker, that means it is a game that is especially good for two players. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean it is exclusively for two players, uh, but it means that it does play well with two. There right. are some games like Balderdash, which claim they can be played by two players, but no, not really. <laughs> Seven Wonders. <laughs> yes, that that's another culprit right there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's actually a very important sticker for us because we do get a lot of dates 
But we also get Sunday mornings. I don't know about Midtown, but college certainly. Sunday mornings, we got a lot of sort of yeah, parent and child combinations yeah. coming in. Mo- at Midtown, I'd say it's more groups of kids, but right. yes. So that's the basics of what you're looking at when you look at a snake's library and how it has been prepared. On Wednesday, we're going to talk a little bit more about game selection, discuss how the locations vary a little bit, and also talk about our online library as a facility. So we will see you on Wednesday. Can't wait. Bye. Thank you.